Coming up tonight, we begin by discussing our new website and the great talents you can rent out on Cameo. Then we get into the week's tech news, including Twitter's big time hack and the consolidation of the audio industry. It all starts for you right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 282, recorded July 20th, 2020. Cookie free, the way to be. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined by two guys who are on strike from getting a haircut. It's Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Hello, gentlemen. I just got a haircut. Did you? What is this? I'm... I just I Come wow. It's oh, I I forgot you can have more than short haircuts. My <laughs> my my apologies. It looks uh, great, Dan. You're pulling it off. No doubt about it. Yeah, thank you. This was uh, all the work of Lena. It second time, uh even better than the first time. And uh this time I watched a YouTube video first because we did the scissors for the first time. Last time it was just the clippers. Uh, it was mostly mostly fine. The The big trick is if you use the clippers, do it on the long setting and then do it on the short setting and you overlap them and then you don't get like any weird lines. I didn't I didn't actually know that. Yeah. Well, I, wa- I, I thought you went to a fancy salon, feet. so you, you could have. Fo- Am I the only one? I've been to the salon twice since stuff started reopening since COVID. Am I like the only lunatic who've. All right. I've been to the dentist. I've been to I get around. I'm going to go to the dentist. I have a dentist appointment coming up. Like that's, that's definitely going to happen. Spoiler alert. Not fun. The dentist. Yes. No, They're very particular. Cause, cause apparently they don't like your open mouth all up in their face. So. So yeah. well, how does that work? Um, it's pretty rigorous about like going in and waiting and going through all the, but then once you're actually in the chair, it's just that the hygienist is, like it from a bio, like working at a lab with Ebola or something. I mean, just totally head to toe and every kind of equipment you can imagine. And that's really, it doesn't really Jeez. affect you as much as the patient. Obviously, you don't wear your mask. Right. Hmm. Um, so what's, uh, so what's, what's new with you gentlemen, other than me mocking your wonderful haircuts? I I have to make a public apology, a technical <gasps> apology. Oh, it's th- this is um, the don't panic apology of the week. <laughs> we, need, we need like a stinger or something like a. This is the don't panic uh, doosh, 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 apology of the week. Yeah. So, if you person listening happen to subscribe to the don't panic RSS feed on your podcast app of choice, you may have noticed at some point you got some some random episodes, namely the first two episodes ever recorded of Don't Panic bubbled to the top of your feed. Um, we've been doing some some maintenance on the website and mistakes were made, but they have been corrected, so it, sh- it shouldn't happen again. But does the, uh, does the Don't Panic podcast regret this error? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> have, we, have we put fallback procedures in place to ensure this never happens again have the forensic no. accountants gone through and detected exactly what happens and have safeguards been put in place yeah i mean i i detected exactly what happened there's no safeguards <laughs> to say this couldn't happen again though <laughs> it's only a matter best, of time. best post-mortem ever 
Yeah. Absolutely nothing was done to ensure that this may not happen again. So expect that it will. I think it's look, I think some of our earliest episodes are some of our best. So I think that's really just a surprise treat for the listener. Yeah. You got that uh the 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 classic inaugural iOS seven internet balloons episode popped <laughs> right to the top of the feed. <laughs> it, we're pulling a le- uh, reply all, that's all. But in ex- <laughs> I will say in exchange for that. Colby has done an amazing job creating our new website. First of all, in the RSS feed alone, having clickable links uh, and the pics in the RSS is 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 beautiful. Amazing. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. People should go to don'tpack.io and check out the new site. This week in Pickstory, um, it's is is a brand new feature as well. You can search the pics. Um, all sorts yeah. of it. It may or may not steal your credit card number. Um, <laughs> It's really just a great, great piece of technology. A fun fact about the Don't Panic website: we don't have to put a uh, do you do you accept the fact that we use cookies on this website because we don't use cookies on our website. Hey, you know what? Can we put a pop up up that says "Normally here is where we would ask you, but we don't use cookies, and you have to accept anyway, even though you're not really accepting anything." Yeah. Wait, do we not use Google Analytics? Nah, man. I mean, we oh, could. Wow. We used to. Yeah, we talked right, about we it at one to. point. But I honestly, it's probably better to not, not to know how many people visit the website. I think that's one of, you know, Schrodinger cat kind of, you know, I'm going to assume millions go. There's no way to prove otherwise. Yeah. I have I have considered making like a counter just like within the website itself, a counter for every time someone clicks on a pick. Oh my god! Can oh, we do dude, one of those like so old school? Well, I was gonna say one of those like the old like rotating clicker graphics that'd be on my GeoCities page. Yeah, yeah. I built one of those for a job once. What a rotating graphic! That that specifically tracked like how many something stupid like like how many page views or something. For uh, that was at uh, at Digital Variant back in the right. day. Back in Potown. So long ago. Yeah. Now I can't. I think, you know, I think it had something to do with Facebook likes or something. That must have been it. That would make sense. That was, that was what I did at that job mostly. Yeah. But it's been pretty fun. Um, yeah. Soon. So you can search for pics right now. The search isn't that great, but. It's going to be getting better soon. I'm pretty sure it's going to be great. You'll be able to find things like crazy, even if we didn't type all the search ter- possible search terms into the title of the of the page. Well, and pretty soon, and Colby, you told me this, right? We're going to be loading all of Dan's personal secrets into the website search, and you'll be able to search those as well. Yes. yes. Good luck. <laughs> well, a lot of it. Well, another another uh, another stretch goal of mine is I want to get the like auto caption transcripts of every episode of the show from YouTube, which Googling has told me um, is possible to do via the YouTube API. And I want to put those into our data butts and be able to search that. So you'll be able to search the, the corpus of all words that were ever said on the Don't Panic program. <laughs> Damn. We're so This is going to be like and when then, old tweets again, resurface. I'm going to keep saying this until someone does it, but we need to re-record one of those episodes <laughs> with a fiver using celebrity uh, voices. 
So we can have <laughs> an Alec Baldwin impersonator as Colby. What about, uh, isn't there that website where you can pay actual celebrities to oh, read? Oh, Cameo. Yes. Yeah, but I think that's more for like eight words and not and not for an hour-long podcast. I think that would probably get expensive. <laughs> oh, we could probably maybe get a we, crappy celebrity. Maybe we could do a Kickstarter or something to make that happen. Yeah, what is that website called? Cameo. Cameo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when are we going to go on Cameo? Like as celebrities, right? Another uh, income opportunity, you know. Th- you know, a five-minute video from the Don't Panic crew, three thousand dollars. <laughs> Seems reasonable. I'm right. looking at this at this uh, front page right now above the fold. The only person I know on here, and it's kind of remarkable that I know him at all, is Brett Favre. That's the only person I know on the on a Cameo.com homepage right now. Oh, is it is it like a lot of? Um... Sort of YouTube. Oh, Bam Margera. I know him. Bam. Yeah, this is not. Oh, wait, a... do I not get it? Maybe we get different ones. What happens if I refresh? Yeah, I, I don't know. I flavor yeah. Flav. Charlie oh, Sheen. Chris Harrison from The Bachelor. Tay Diggs. Yeah, this is this. Oh, reality TV. Oh, you can get Miss Juicy. And David Hasselhoff. Wow, they've really got everyone. Colin Mockery. Wow. Man, if wow. we had infinite money. <laughs> I'm just, I, I uh, this is, uh, I don't think this is safe for the program, but I'm looking at the athlete section. They're all like $45, $100, $200. Then I see Brawl and Barnes, $7. Mm. And uh, it looks like about a $7 talent. Yeah, you're really undervaluing yourself. You you can yeah, do seriously. better. There are animals. Oh my god. There are. Yeah. Oh my god, they have down. the chocolate rain guy. You could get the chocolate rain guy to do one of our uh, one of one of our episodes. Sean Spicer, two hundred bucks. This is this is really something. You know what would be actually great if we did. So we go back through the archives, right? And we, we get some, like, choice sound bites from from each of us. <laughs> and then we do this, right? We have celebrities on this website, um, like, just record themselves imitating our sound bites. And then we do, like, a super cut of, like, all, all these celebrities uh, – reading reading their their quote-unquote favorite quotes from this <laughs> from this show can we can we pay celebrities <laughs> to say they're big fans of the show <laughs> Maybe. i mean that seems that's we can get carol baskin from tiger king to to say how much she loves don't panic yeah you can, we can uh, get doc antle from tiger king on here for only 250 dollars <laughs> <laughs> lot, lot of Tiger King people. I am confused by the animal section though because I don't know what you really because there are just like like a cow. Like you can just pay a cow for a personalized cameo. I don't know what the cow does to personalize it. I also yeah, love there's Santas on here you can get. Oh, there's a podcast section. Alright, let's see if I know who any of these people are. Ooh. Nope. There's a gamers section. Yeah, I'm I'm in the gamer section right now. Podcasts. I gotta find the I, podcast I, one. 
I don't know any. Yeah, I don't know. This is not really my type of podcast. Oh, Chris Gethard. I know Chris Gethard. All right, there's somebody. Yeah, no, this isn't. This isn't great. This website seems, I don't know, bad. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Is it bad? I it think. Might be. I honestly, I'm going to be serious here. I think it would be a really fun challenge. First of all, can just anyone sign up for Cameo? If the answer is yes, I think it would be a funny challenge for the three of us to each make our own Cameo and see who the first person to get <laughs> to paid get for a Cameo a, is. To get a Cameo request is. I, Enroll I don't, as I don't talent. Know. Yeah, we're we're on a podcast. If yeah. you have fans and want to join Cameo as talent, you can enroll here and we'll be in touch. I think that would be yeah. great. And we'll kind of just pump up. Our, oh, my God. Chris Hansen from Dateline. Uh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. That would be a great birthday message. It's like, well, uh, Colby, why don't you, you take a seat right over here? <laughs> Happy birthday, Colby. Why don't you take a seat right over here? What do you, what do you think you were doing uh, here tonight? You know, for your birthday. <laughs> do you think there was going to be a surprise party? We're in quarantine, Colby. Come on. What were you expecting? Uh, <laughs> wow. the word. Yeah. Modern day celebrity really killed us. Really just destroyed us. Uh, I still can't find the podcast section. Great website. Oh, there's it's a for podcast. It's like a hashtag or whatever. There's a bulldog who wears outfits and for $15, um, the dog will do something for you. Nice. How can you guarantee that the dog will do something, though? I, you know, I, I it, the contracts on this site are pretty loose. I'm not going to lie. You know, there's a cat. Maybe I should put my cat up on here. Make some spare money, like 10, 10 20 bucks a Charles. pop. Sir Charles. Yeah. I mean, who's, who's Maya the cat? You know, am I supposed to know who these animals are? Crazy. Anyhow, great stuff from the fine folks at Cameo. Anything else going on, gentlemen? That's like mostly what I've been doing with my life is updating the website. Okay. The past two weeks, like. I don't think I don't think anything really interesting has happened. No. I heard a. If I if I think of something, I'll let you know. Sean, you moved, and I went yeah. back to the office. Um, I did hear a podcast. I was listening to a podcast, and they joked about how all bad podcasts start like start with the boring white guy host talking about their boring lives, and I felt very self conscious at that moment. <laughs> um, yes, I did move. I'm in my new place. Uh, I also went back to work at the office, which was not fun to all do at the same time. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm living my best COVID life. Now, have you replay, uh, reinstalled all of your smart home stuff? Uh, not all of it. Uh, not all of it. Um, but a, a chunk of it I did. I mean, obviously the, the hue bulbs were kind of already in everything. So that was, that was pretty easy. Uh, I did put up a couple of wise cams, uh, the, uh, nest smoke detector. Um, what else? Some smart plugs. Mm -hmm. 
Smart garage door opener. I don't have a garage door, so that one's in there. I didn't do any of the Lutron in wall switches. Um, and I got no, a you new. You took some with you. Yes, yes, I did. Um, those were a little too expensive to leave behind. Uh, my Nest yeah. thermostat. Um, and I bought a new smart home item. I'm going to talk about the pick section, which I'm actually very excited about. Because oh, I needed cool. more, guys. Someone stop me. You always need more. Stop me, please. There's never enough. No, it, you know, you say that, and then, yeah, there is enough. There is 100% enough, and I have crossed that line <laughs> aggressively. Um, so, yeah, the house, is, the house is tricked out. It's good, and it's ready to go. Dope. So, can I you like believe- your lamps. Thank you. Well, so... At my last place, my desk was in my guest room, but because of the sizes of the room here, this is my bedroom. So these are my bedroom lamps, and that's my actual bed with the cat on it, um, <laughs> which means I have to now make it before we do the show, which is unfortunate. Real tragic now, stuff. Question. Do, do your lights still blink whenever Colby changes the website? No, but that's unrelated to the move. It was because the 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 pass through sort of system I was using to power that I was on a free trial of their premium service to get it to work, and thankfully it expired. <laughs> thankfully, so it was fun while it lasted, and then it got old very quickly. So I stay up late. That was yeah, and it was it wasn't so much the fact that it was late because I would be asleep. It would just be that the lights would start flashing, and then like. Three seconds later, I would get the alert on my phone. And so it would be like, oh, Colby's doing updates. And I look, oh, Colby's doing updates. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like I'm in the middle of something and it's like, oh, all right, cool. Colby's working. So I got to mute, mute that channel. Uh, and thankfully, it did it automatically. So I was very happy about that. <laughs> that that ended up working out well. So nice. a nice uh, a nice outcome there. Can you believe this is the sixth location I've done the show for from in our seven years? Wow. Poughkeepsie, Texas. No, you, you skipped Poughkeepsie, my mom's basement, Texas. Texas. My first condo I rented when I was here, Ludlow. Right. My house, house, and now this place is six. Wow. Yeah, I've got to stop moving. I joked with someone the other day. I said, a witch must have cursed me or like like some old lady on the street who I knocked over something like cursed me from the old country to just always have to move constantly. Like, it's got to be something supernatural. This is not normal. I'm only on four. I, I, I think I think I'm on seven. What? Because I did, so I know this from going back in the archives. When we started, I was at, at my parents' house. Right. And then I moved to California. Yep. And then I moved to Boston. I was in Boston Apartment 1. I moved to Boston Apartment 2. That's 4. Moved to Somerville. Oh, I'm, I'm at 6, too. I moved to Somerville, and then I moved back to this, this current apartment. So I'm at, I'm at 6 as well. Same. Well, the, the stat I always throw around is I've moved nine times in ten years. Is is the stat I throw around? If you go back that far, I hate it so much. I'm so <laughs> good at packing stuff. It sucked. Everything well, was perfectly packed. When I started out, I was really good at packing stuff because I didn't have anything. Like, <laughs> I I got on a plane. I got on a plane to California with one large suitcase. Now and like my mom mailed me a couple things, um, but like now I have like furniture 
and pots and pans and glassware. Oh, th- this move was by far the most brutal move I've ever done. I bought the biggest truck U-Haul will legally rent you, and I filled it to the what? door. Because when, when you when you own a multi-bedroom house with a yard, you have to buy, like, a washer and dryer and patio furniture and a snowblower and a lawnmower and multiple beds and multiple nightstands and dressers. And it's like, it's just dining room. And it's just like, it just piles. You don't know how much stuff you have until you have to move it. And I like, don't even have that much stuff. It was, I I got my family to help me and they made me promise. They said, Sean, the next time you move, which unfortunately will probably be in the next six months uh, when I buy an actual house, they said, we will absolutely contribute financially to you hiring movers. We're never moving you again, was what they told me. (laughs) Because it was so brutal um they said they said we're not doing it this sucks and i i couldn't disagree with them they were right wow yep so growing up my tough life my my tough tough life (laughs) tragic um well that's an exciting thrill so people can enjoy my still gray and boring backdrop I'm really thinking I want to get a I got to get a poster I think or something for this this wall back here to fill in that yeah. big blank space. Question, Sean? Yes, sir. Could we make that a uh, a listener contribution? The listeners get to pick the poster that goes on your wall. I think that's great. I oh, Colby, here's an idea. Let's let's go super far outside the box here. Here's a website suggestion. Submit your artwork I'll 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 mount a monitor on that wall and you can submit your artwork and digitally each week we'll put a fan's artwork up on any photo they submit we'll put up on the on the on the big board. Why don't we just do the thing where like if you tweet with our hashtag it, it pops oh, up. Oh, there you go. Un, uh, unmoderated it just pops up in the background. Uh, classic Maris style. <laughs> We could do that thing where there's like a map of the U.S. of all the live viewers, and there's just like two dots. <laughs> You're like, wow, they're, they're both in Massachusetts. Cool. <laughs> we'll make the dots really big. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I love that idea. I think that's great. Uh, Honestly, what, what might even be fun is just have like your two live video feeds, but like really small behind me. We'd have a lot of fun with this. I think that's a great idea. So if anyone has any, or if anyone, again, like Dan said, I'll take poster suggestions. If anyone has any thoughts, I was Googling like vintage computer posters or things like that. So if anyone has any suggestions, don't panic show at gmail.com. Let us know. I will probably not listen. Uh, all right, guys. Unless anyone has any more banter, um, we do have a few stories here in the rundown, and I see we got a couple great picks as well, so let's move into that part of the show while you guys are deciding the first thing we're going to chat about. I want to thank the folks joining us live right now on Facebook.com slash Don't Panic Show. We appreciate, as always, about 10, 15 Eastern Monday nights. Uh, if you're watching us live, uh, comment. We're, we're watching the, the comments right now, so let us know what you think throughout the show, and um, 508-644-TECH, the phone number still works, so I guess someone could someday call it, uh, so... There is that. Uh, guys, what's story numero uno? I didn't even look at the stories. Well, I, well, I hackers so hit Twitter. Fun. Could take a long sip of my beer. Mm. Twitter hack. Yeah, I think the, the, Twitter, the Twitter hack story Twitter has to be the hack. first story. You know, it is the big story of the week. And, uh, of course, we're very qualified to talk about it as people who use Twitter. Um, 
So folks may have noticed uh, the other day, um, uh, back on the, what, five days ago now, uh, when a number of very popular accounts... That was un- five days ago? Yep. Oh my god, it felt like yesterday. Nope. Okay. I know, time has <laughs> lost all meaning. I'm 100% with you. Um, but... If uh, if you had been on Twitter, you may have noticed that certain famous accounts, uh, like those of uh, Joe Biden, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Kanye West, Michael Bloomberg, Apple, um, all started tweeting out very similar things. Um, I'm trying to find the exact language. Like, I've decided to get back to my community. Oh, if you send... It's right here. This, this is Elon, Elon Musk's, which, by the way, I think was the most plausible person to have tweeted this, said, Feeling grateful, doubling all payments sent to my BTC Bitcoin address. You send 1000 I send back 2000 which, by the way, is, makes no sense. Uh, I'm only doing this for the next 30 minutes. All the other folks, um, you know, the Apple's account said, We are giving back to our community. We support Bitcoin, and we believe you should, too. Uh, all Bitcoin sent to our address below will be sent back to you doubled for the next 30 minutes. Um, that was tweeted out on a number of major accounts. Um, the scammer, I've seen different, uh, numbers thrown around as to what the scammers actually got. I think the final number is right around 120,000, um, was kind of somewhere in that range was, I believe the final number they got, which is kind of impressive that you would have thought they would have gotten more, but, um, but I guess people maybe are smarter than that. Who knows? Um, obviously when, uh, there's an ant crawling up my leg. Those move with you? I basically, I yeah, I don't. I basically live in the woods. Um. So, uh, very quickly, um, the tweets started uh, right after about 4 p.m. Um, and lasted about two hours. Uh, Twitter went ahead at that time. And uh, responded, uh, took them a little while to get there, but they did get there. They eventually uh, shut down, um, obviously, those individual accounts they caught, as well as um, all tweets from verified accounts. Um, yeah. Did you? So, did, is this included in this article? I, I, I don't have it up. Uh, the purported cause of this which I read about. So if it's not there, I can, I can oh, well, elucidate. I, Dan, I would love for you to break it down for us. Uh, so I, you know, I think it's a classic, a classic social engineering thing. Uh, but what did they social engineer their way into? And it was a Twitter employee and Twitter, like many websites, uh, I think every website that I've worked on has had this capability where for debugging purposes, you as a employee Maybe not all employees, but certainly some employees can log in as that person to see what's going on. Uh, and if you can log in, you can post. Uh, and I think that's how they did it. So they compromised via social engineering some employee, employees' laptop and accounts, and then got into Twitter and the Twitter like admin backend, and then was able to post as these people. Uh, my first question was like it it seems like under no circumstance when when you're when I have been in a situation where I'm logging in as someone, under no circumstance am I ever doing anything that writes data. Because that's often one way. Like like you can't 
go onto a website that sells stuff and like log in as someone and just start posting things for sale. What if it sells, right? Uh, so I don't understand why that wasn't outlawed. Well, I, under what circumstance would you log in as a user and tweet as them? Well, as I, an employee, like, I think what it. If I understand it correctly, what they did was they actually used the internal access to reset the email and passwords linked to those accounts, then were ah. able to change the passwords and gain and the two factor uh, numbers and all that kind of stuff to then gain access to the account that way. Ah, I see. Which I would assume internally they would have the ability to reset things like that. Interesting. I guess that's why Apple can't reset your iCloud password. <laughs> right, I was just about to bring that up. It's true. It's true. I mean, this does seem like a very, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, they, they there was some unsubstantiated links between this uh, particular scam and, and a group of scammers who've used SIM card um, hacking before where, you know, they essentially... You know, a lot of passwords are out there, but they actually intercept your two-factor authentication um, by cloning your SIM, um, something that this group has done a lot. Uh, this was obviously a different take. Makes a lot more sense to steal the master uh, access from an internal employee than it is to hit one person at a time. Yeah, more economical. I feel like their scam was so, like, small potatoes. Garbage scam. Bad scam. Like... like you have you you can you can take over any Twitter account in the world, and the best thing you can think to do is tweet like, "Oh, send send some money to my this Bitcoin address, and I'll double it." It's crazy. Yeah, they didn't. Like I said, they didn't even get that much. Yeah, like maybe maybe it was something time sensitive where they were like, "Oh my God, we have access to this. We have to do it right now," and that was the first thing they thought of. Well, but like there, I was thinking, and this this is part of the story is just how sort of valuable Twitter has become in a certain angle. Um, everywhere from the the story of you know Twitter locking down, I think the number is almost three hundred and sixty thousand verified accounts. Um, there there was a particular story: the National Weather Service in Lincoln, Illinois, had just tweeted a tornado warning before they were locked out of their account. Um, that people rely on the information coming out of Twitter at the same time. There was this story a couple years ago, and I wish I had the exact uh, link and detail to it. Um, but there was that story where the White House Twitter account was hacked, and it, or no, whose account was it that was hacked? Someone's big's account was hacked and said a bomb had gone off at the White House. It caused the stock market to crash um, for, for like half a second or a second uh, because it just scans Twitter for keywords and will suddenly crash the economy. Um, and it happens in a flash because trading happens so quickly. But like that seems like a much better scam is where you could like crash the market, buy a bunch of stocks and then watch the market go right back. Like I'm just like, I don't know. It just seems like there's a more clever. I mean, you could really, pardon my language, fuck some shit up <laughs> by yeah. doing well, this. Right. Like you reset Donald Trump's password and I don't know. Well, maybe that's a bad example. Like some well, I read that, that he was in an extra special uh, security class, which 
I wonder how many people are in that security class I, that somehow precluded him from this or something. Well, and that's I don't understand why like Barack Obama and Joe Biden I feel like should definitely be in mm-hmm. the special class, like in I, the thing. Yeah, I feel like or even like the Apple official account. I'm like I just feel like there are certain accounts where, right, like you could use that to get, I don't know. To well, escalate, uh, right? But, like, but even imagine if you hacked Elon Musk, right? Who's gotten in trouble for his tweets before, and it's affected his company stock price. All of a sudden, you you tweeted Elon Musk saying, "I'm going to sell Tesla" or just some crazy shit. I guarantee you, the stock would crash. Maybe it would bounce right back, but it would crash long enough for you to buy a bunch of it and make a bunch of money. Hmm. I guess the problem with that is like, you, you can like, can you buy stocks anonymously? Well, yeah, it's traceable. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure with Cayman Island accounts and, you know, rich people are very good at hiding that kind of thing. Sure, yeah, yeah. But it's a fair, I mean, again, if if your goal is to, I mean, honestly, like I said, this is tied to a group of hackers that has, seems to be, from what I've read, and I'm not an expert, seems to be more about creating chaos than it is about getting rich. Uh, you know, they're very kind of dark web kind of alternative kind of folks. If that's your case, this succeeded. Twitter essentially came as close as they ever have to just pulling the plug on Twitter and shutting it down. So if your goal was just to screw with Twitter really aggressively and maybe make a little bit of money, <laughs> you definitely succeeded. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Wild time. Well, I, you know, I, 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 the, the thing is, I don't, you know, what does stop an employee at a, at a Facebook or at a, whatever, a Google, uh, who has access to an internal account management tool from being bribed or from from being scammed or from, you know, I, I, how do you prevent that? Yeah. I mean, when I worked at Facebook, like, there were things like this that you could use for debugging purposes, but they were, like, pretty heavily aud- audited, right? Like, if you, like... uh. I don't know, like when you did it, like I did it a couple times for like specific things. And like when you did it, you like there was a screen you went to and you had to type in like why you were doing it. And like usually like link to like the bug report that you were following up on or something. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't just like people were like rolling through, like perusing people's friends. Um, and it was also one of the, well, I mean, on Facebook specifically, like if you did that to a person that you were like friends with on Facebook, you would be like immediately fired. Like security would be at your desk before you finish logging in and like walking you out the door. Um, but yeah, I, I, right. It's like still like the same thing could have happened, right? Like there was nothing like actually stopping me from doing that. Right. If someone was like, I've Colby, I've taken Sean hostage and I'm going to kill him unless you use this tool to uh, to log into dance. Damn, that escalated quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like what? Like, obviously, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to let some hostage taker. Well, and it's a speed thing. This is good information for your future employers, Colby. (laughs) I'm very valuable. Yeah, yeah, I do. (laughs) I do. And I. Like, I could not care less about, well, you know, I could care some about about data security, but not 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 at the expense of my podcast co-host. Thanks, bud. You demand. I would 
absolutely sacrifice you in the name of internet security. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just being honest here. Um, no, you're right. And it's a speed thing, right? I mean, how quickly can they shut you down once you have access? You know, I, it's going to be interesting. There've been rumblings that what may have happened may actually be illegal on part of Twitter. There, there are a lot of laws around protecting consumer accounts um, and consumer data. Um, and there's always that rumor, oh, Congress is going to investigate and all that kind of stuff. But uh, hopefully we'll get a, a more lengthy report of exactly what happened internally at Twitter, whether this was a, a one-time thing that's difficult to replicate or they had lack security on their tools and and this really turned out to be not that difficult. And like I said, I guess we can just be thankful that it wasn't worse. It wasn't my account. <laughs> no, we're not... I looked into, you know, I looked into getting my company's account verified. It's a fucking hassle. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And I don't even think, are they still verifying accounts? I thought they shut that down for a while. They, they, were, they had shut it down for a while. What, what did you find out? Like, what's the process? Oh, you got to like, you got to like send them a, well, it's different for a company versus a person. If you're a person, right. you got to like send them your driver's license, copy your driver's license and a bunch of other documents. For a company, you have to like send them your articles of incorporation and like all kinds of just bonkers paperwork that I did not have easy access to and did not feel like seeking out. I had to do that to um, there was an old account under our company's name that had been inactive for a long time that I had to get back and I had to send them a bunch of like paperwork proving the company really existed i had to like call the company lawyers it was it was a huge hassle so i gave up hmm. and thank goodness we weren't hacked so that's good oh boy well i'll just say for the record if anyone wants to send us a thousand bitcoin we'll keep it um yeah just just keep that in mind. <laughs> we got You send ones. us 2000, we'll send you 1000 back. Yes. How about that? Yep. Yep. The Bitcoin address will be in the show notes. I I do secretly hope that the reason they didn't make more money is cuz people are smart. That's what I, I know that's not true in 2020. I'm really going to hope people were like, "Oh, it doesn't make sense that I have to send him $1000 for him to send me 2000." That doesn't make any sense. But the, the thing you said about Elon Musk being the most likely person to yes. tweet this is totally true. And the way, but and I give the guy who tweeted it credit because he was the first account hacked in this whole thing. Um, and the way it was phrased was like, that is definitely something Elon Musk would do. Or like even Kanye. Yeah. Kanye was hacked. And I'm like, maybe, I don't know if Kanye knows what a Bitcoin is, but I'm like, of the lunatic celebrities who might do that. Joe Biden. I don't think Joe Biden knows what a Bitcoin is. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I would love to know. I wish that each uh, account that was hacked got its own address so that we could trace via the like public ledger who, which was the most successful celebrity. That's awesome. Like a fundraiser? I love yeah. that. That's great. Except except for a scam. I would love to know that. <laughs> I, I bet Elon Musk is up there. Like I oh, bet sure. he is number one. Yeah, I would bet like like the Apple corporate account is probably down towards the bottom. I would think sort of the the official accounts, company accounts. And has does anyone even tweet from the Apple account? Uh, the Apple, it's not that old. They only created it a couple of years ago. Yeah, it has no tweets. So it has four point six million followers and no tweets. Uh, that's what I thought. Hmm. And it's it's a banner image is the iPhone SE. <laughs> that's that's weak. And it's oh, not it's following. Oh, it's iPhone I see, though. It's not following anybody. 
not following anybody. It's but not it even did... following like Phil Schiller or Tim Cook or Apple Support. But it is followed by Dan Miller. So that's true. If if I if it ever tweets, I'll be the first to know. You'll you'll, you'll be there on the breaking news. There you go. So that's a bummer. Um, but hey, you know, it's just Bitcoin. It's not real money. Um, let's go ahead. Uh, guys, what else in here is worth uh, chi-hatting about? Any any news is good news, right? That's what they say. We've, we've got a little bit in here. Colby, you got anything? Clearly just oozing enthusiasm. I'll pick oh. another one. July July's but a very slow news month. Stitcher uh, podcast moves. Yeah, this is a quick story. We can hammer through this. Uh, Sirius XM. Uh, they're not just a bunch of satellites blasting music back to Earth. Um, you may know that they uh, earlier picked up Pandora um, a little while back. Simplecast, which was a podcast distribution analytic tools. They're getting into the space. Um, they announced they reached a deal to acquire Stitcher from EW Scripts for $325 million. Um, it's not only the Stitcher app, um, but it also has uh, the Earwolf podcast network that goes with it and a number of originals, Stitcher Premium as well. Um, popular, uh, let's see here. It also operates the Midroll Media Network for podcast advertising. Um the deal uh, includes thousands of podcasts like uh, How Did This Get Made, The Oprah Winfrey Network, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, WTF with Mark Marin, etc. Um, SiriusXM now cl- claims they will have the largest addressable audience, whatever that means, in the United States for digital audio, covering 150 million listeners. It's a lot of listeners. It is a lot of listeners. Apparently the most. Wow. Now this joins Spotify and iHeartMedia as two companies that have both uh, spent a lot in the podcast acquisition space. Uh, by the way, Scripps bought it for $4.5 million, so good for them. Making money. Making money. Those, those, those very smart Scripps folks. Um, nice. So, yeah, I don't know if that matters. Don't know. I will say from an advertising perspective, which I know is probably the most boring businessy take on this, um, it does matter because um, when you think about advertising, volume counts. And that's why one media company owns a bunch of magazines. It's because you can work with them to advertise across a bunch of them. Uh, podcast advertising is difficult because there are a million different podcasts. How do you know who to advertise with? However, when you already own a bunch of podcasts and a podcast advertising network, that's where you start to make real money um, is in volume. You're not doing it on a per show basis. And when you're a company like SiriusXM and I'm a company looking to advertise, I call them. They say they got 150 million customers, whether it's on Pandora, whether it's on Stitcher, whether it's podcast radio or whatever. Um, it's a very appealing concept, much different than Spotify, obviously in that subscription model, trying to get you hooked to stay on longer and pay them every month. It's sort of, it's quite different. Obviously Cirrus is, is looking to make um, ad revenue off all these podcasts. That's where the money is for. 
Mm. Does Spotify play ads like Spotify ads in podcasts if you aren't a if you're a premium? I mean if you're a free person. Yeah. Pretty sure. Roof. Double ads, more ads, more fun, right? <laughs> hmm. I see you might know this, Colby. What is the like percentage of Spotify users that are paid for a premium? Is this public knowledge? I don't know off the top of my head. It's like more are free. But yeah, I was wondering like how much more because it always surprises me. Like <laughs> going to the stores and you hear the back when people used to go in stores, you hear the, the Spotify ads like upgrade to Spotify premium for twelve ninety nine a month or, or whatever it is. And it's like, wait a second. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these people are out there. Yeah, I, I, I think it's like substantially more like oh, oh. I'm, I'm sure this is probably public knowledge or at least like you know maybe not the real time number but like last year's number whenever their last like earnings report came out but it I, I think it was a not a tiny minority of customers were premium subscribers like it's a, like a chunk but it's it's the minority like you know like well, well under 50% for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the, the ad money matters for Spotify a lot. Uh, I'm sure it matters for... But how does that matter for Sirius? I guess Sirius has ads, right? Well, the the, the satellite radio side does not. I mean, that's pretty much a paid-only subscription. There, there's no free version of right. that. Uh, but I just... I was curious, so I Googled it. Uh, Pandora alone in 2019 made 1.2 billion dollars in revenue on ads huge advertising play because i would bet and this i don't have these numbers i would bet pandora is way more free i doubt they have very many paid users i would think the majority majority is free um they say it says here 1.2 billion in ads and about 500 million in subscription fees so, you know, they're, they're, they're doubling on, on the advertising there. So I think it makes sense um, for SiriusXM to say, hey, look, you know, satellite radio, I, how long are people going to keep paying per month to get this in their car? Who knows? But ads will always be a thing. So, um, you know, get in, whether it's music or podcasts or whatever, get in early and, um, and, and make yeah. that money. Yeah, I guess that makes sense to like, it's a little bit of a hedge, right? Like if satellite radio becomes less and less a thing is like, you know, CarPlay is a big deal now. And oh, yeah. like, you know, 5G is happening. So like why, uh, you know, mobile data is like theoretically close to being like way more abundant than it was. I'm sure they'll charge us a lot for it, but like it could, it could be more abundant than it was. <laughs> So, like, if that's the case, what's stopping you from just, like, you know, streaming your podcast and music? Nothing. Although Nothing's I will say, stopping me already, but... <laughs> I will say that um, SiriusXM does have a great digital radio component because you can pay a lower mm-hmm. fee and only get a, an online app version where it's essentially the same stations you get in your car or whatever. Um, I'd say it's a little overpriced, but if you really like Sirius XM stations, and I do think they're pretty good, um, you can pay for that. 
uh, and get just that as I think it's like a four ninety nine five ninety nine type per month thing for just the digital version. So, you know, they're they're in that space as well. Hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. So I've never had satellite radio. Never experienced it. Uh, an unnecessary but lovely perk. I've only uh, experienced it in Sean's car. It, it was it was nice when I had it. I don't miss it, but it is it's one of those things because I got it. My dad got me at like a subscription as like a Christmas gift for a year. And when someone else pays for it, it's very nice. It's very, yeah. very nice. But when you pay for it, you just can't justify it, you know? So um, although I will state for the record that the absolute worst customer service I've ever dealt with in my entire life is Sirius XM. There's wow, what happened? Because Again, their lifeblood, at least up to now, was subscriptions. If you didn't pay them, they didn't make money. There was no there was no ads. There was nothing. If they didn't get paid, they didn't make money. I've never had a harder time canceling a service than I did with SiriusXM. I swear to God, they would put me on the phone with people who purposefully pretended to like mumble into the phone so I couldn't understand what they were saying, so I couldn't cancel the service. They would transfer me. They used every... Tr- I've never met a company more aggressive about keeping you as a subscriber than SiriusXM. Never mind offering you these... Ins- they literally... You know, it's those. It's like canceling cable where they offer you better deals the farther down the cancellation line you go. And at one point, they're like, we'll give you a whole year for a dollar. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense! Like, this is, I, I felt like it was this Willy Wonka, like, nightmare where I'm like, what is, what, I'd been on the phone for, like, an hour. I'm like, what is going on? Like, cancel it, cancel it. I got so mad. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was it was crazy. I don't miss dealing with those guys. Colby, have you ever canceled your New York Times subscription? Oh, God, yeah. I had to oh, call okay. them on the phone, but I did, I did it. And I've never resubscribed because I know what's waiting for me <laughs> on the other side. I thought about it. I've thought about it multiple times in the last four years. I've thought about resubscribing to the New York Times, but instead I just like read articles in a private tab or or whatever you got to do. Like it's wild. It's like it is. It it seems very short sighted to me, especially for I don't know. Like when you if you you haven't like companies like. I feel like Hulu and Netflix and HBO, they all do this correctly, right? Where it's like, you can cancel any time. And I do, I cancel all the time. And then like three months later, I always resubscribe mm-hmm. when I like want it again. And, but the, like it, these like sort of like, I don't know, the older, the, the like last generation of subscription practices where it's like, whatever happens don't let you cancel it just it just makes me never want to subscribe again like i'm never going to subscribe to the new york times ever again unless unless i'm specifically in in detail told how they don't do that anymore like maybe then i'll consider it but like i don't want to call someone on the phone it was terrible it was a horrible time well that's that's also my gripe. I would subscribe to the Boston Globe. Here, I read the Boston Globe all the time. Their their digital only subscription is like forty dollars yeah, a month. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, like I would have been giving you ten dollars a month for the last six years if, if if like that was the case. You would have all that money, and I probably wouldn't have cost you any more money than I did did anyways. But in, but instead. 
I didn't pay you anything, and I just like read all your articles and read review because I can. <laughs> Take my money and don't don't be a, a jerk about it. Yeah, I've I've been trapped in on a I've I've managed to you know it's fun when companies like merge and move around and stuff that like consumers kind of I've managed to fall into a very narrow crack because I have I have Hulu I've had Hulu for a long time I like Hulu Hulu's great. I also got Disney Plus. And I'm like, oh, this is great. This is new. Then I found out, which I've had both separately for a while, I found out that there's a bundle you can get that's Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus for a combined price that's less than even just doing Disney Plus and Hulu. So it actually, if you're already doing those two, you're going to save money and you get the ESPN thrown in. So I said, oh, I'm just going to do that. Well, when Disney acquired Hulu and tried to integrate it, I I kept getting in this like circular loop where I kept trying. They were like, oh, you want to sign up for the bundle? Okay, link your current Hulu account to your Disney account. And then it would send me to the Disney site and they'd be like, log in with your Hulu account and send me to Hulu. And then Hulu would be like, that's not an option. Go to the Disney site to activate it. Go to the I swear to God, I felt like I was losing my mind. It just kept sending me around in loops. And so now I'm getting, believe it or not, what ended up happening, don't know how this works, is they are now billing me Hulu sends me a bill and Disney plus ESPN plus sends me a bill together. It's not the price of the three of them bundled, nor is it the price of them separate. It's like some weird comp. I don't like the math is like, it's close enough to the three bundle that I'm not going to try and figure it out. But like it, it literally is just never linked up. Right. And I have no idea how they managed to do it. Technical difficulties. Very, very implied. Don't launch a bundle with a service you just bought if you can't properly. <laughs> I've I've never been at work. I've never been a party to like an acquisition, like one company and another company merging and like having to like merge their technology together. I've never really uh, been very involved in that. But I hear it's I hear it's wild. Well, and never mind the, the the whole Disney account thing because it was before I could even do the Hulu thing. You're like, oh, you have to link your ESPN account to your <laughs> Disney account. Which, by the way, Disney's owned ESPN for like 30 years. Um, so why they were separate accounts, I don't know. So I had to do that first. It's it's just absolutely crazy, absolutely crazy. Yeah, I don't care for it. Um. Guys, why don't we move on to picks, the part of the show where each of us bring something we want to share with the world. And speaking of Disney Plus, Colby, what do you what, what, what you got there? Oh, I mean the Hamilton. Hamilton's on Disney Plus. What are you waiting for? Did you watch it yet? Go watch it. It's cool. I, so I would like to just state for the record, I've never heard a Hamilton song. I know nothing about it other than it's about Alexander Hamilton, and I haven't seen the movie nor the <laughs> stage performance. So should I? are you saying I should do that? Yeah, it's good. It's okay. really good. Okay. Yeah. The uh I don't know what the right thing to do is. Like Dan and I went to see Hamilton live in New York some some years ago now. And like I had heard some of the I had heard the music before. And I liked the music well enough. I wasn't like super into it, but like, you know, I was looking forward to the show. Then we saw the show and I was like, wow, this is great. And now I, I lo- like I, I somewhat regularly listen to the music and I, I enjoy it. And now I can watch Hamilton anytime I please on on Disney Plus. Uh, but I don't I guess my point is like, I don't know if you should listen to the music and then watch 
Hamilton for the first time or if you should dive right in. For what it's worth, I didn't listen to the music before I watched it. And I it, I was fine. I'm converted as a Hamilton fan. Well, I I, I will briefly say, I don't remember if I picked it on the show or not, but uh, if you liked... I'm assuming if you liked Hamilton on on Disney Plus, uh, they have the Newsies musical on Disney Plus that I believe is shot. And so so they they shot the Broadway performance very, you know, with the tight shots and it's all wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I was I enjoyed every moment of it. Um, It's it's great. And it's just there on Disney Plus as part of your subscription. So I do recommend if you want to do another Broadway show, um, I recommend it. I've seen the Newsies movie, but not yes. the Christian Bale. Classic. Classic. Selling those papes, you know. <laughs> Goldie, if we do a Newsies live commentary on Up for Debate, will you come on and join us? Sure. Yes, yeah. I I do love. It's not a great movie, but it is a movie. <laughs> I have feelings about Newsies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, great. Excellent pick. Check that out. Uh, Hamilton. I know most people haven't heard of it, but it's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Dan, what do you have? Uh, I picked an app. I think I talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago. It's called the Eve Home app, or maybe just called the Eve app. And it's basically the Apple HomeKit app, but way better. So you can do much more complicated automations uh, like now I have it set up in here where uh, if we have, if, well, let's see, let's see if I can reproduce exactly how this works. If the temperature is like over a certain amount and it's between these hours and this other like fake switch isn't on. So I made a fake switch. I'll talk about that some other time. Uh, to basically like disable all of my automations if I'm gone for the week so that mm. stuff isn't happening while I'm gone. So you can uh, actually want to talk about that now in uh, Homebridge, you can make your own like fake HomeKit devices. So I have a switch that I can put in that I, I activate on HomeKit, but it doesn't do anything. It's not an actual real switch. So I have like my go away switch. And when I press that, all of my automations are programmed to respect it. Makes sense. Uh, so you, you can do all of this stuff with this Eve home app. It's pretty straightforward. It syncs between all of your devices. So you can see your, like you just download the Eve app on your iPad and your iPhone, or if you have multiple household members, they can all see it. Uh, it works great. Uh, I only use it for writing the automations. I still use the home kit app for everything, but for that, it was great. I'm pretty sure it's free. Is that, am I remembering correctly? Yeah, it's free. Works really well. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely give this a shot. That's great. Evehome.com. We're available on the application store. Awesome. Um, all right. I have got a smart home device as well. Maybe it works. I don't think it works with Eve Home, but still pretty cool. Um, the one smart home device I've always wanted and never got around to getting because my house wasn't compatible was a smart lock. Um, the reason is most of them require a separate deadbolt 
which um, most of the places I live in haven't had, except my new place. So I immediately ran out and picked up a Wise Lock. I've talked about Wise on the show before. I'm a big fan. I've got their cameras and their smart scale, which has been really fantastic. Um, so now I have a super, I have a smart lock. Um, it's great because the Wise Lock um, doesn't replace the entire deadbolt like most of them do. It just snaps into the back of it. So it still uses the same key, which is great if you have a landlord, he can still let him as himself in or herself in. Um, it just augments it by essentially you're essentially strapping a motor to your existing deadbolt. And uh, I have to say it's worked pretty well. I've been pretty satisfied with it so far. Um, my favorite features are absolutely auto lock. When you close the door, the door just automatically locks itself. Pretty convenient. Um, I'm waiting to be locked out of my house. It's going to happen at some point. I'm hoping the combination, because again, your key still works. Your, your original key still works. I'm hoping between my keys and my phone, I'll be okay. Only a matter of time. The other thing that's great with this lock specifically is the proximity unlock. Theoretically, it's worked about 90% of the time for me. When you walk away from your, obviously when you close the door, it locks automatically. And when you walk up to your door after being away, it automatically unlocks itself. You never have to pull out a key. Great feature. Very convenient, especially when you're carrying a lot of stuff. And it's it, there is something very satisfying about stepping up to your door and then just hearing that little of the engine tur- of the motor turning <laughs> and then you just open your door. It's very satisfying. How fast does it open? Pretty quick. Pretty quick. I mean, I, I would say you're not like standing there waiting. I mean, it's pretty, pretty zippy. That's awesome. Yeah, I, like I said, the proximity isn't perfect. It hasn't worked 100% of the time, but it's worked enough where I would say it's successful. Um, and what's great with the WiseLock specifically is they have an add-on, which I'm probably going to end up buying, um, of, which is a keypad, a numbered keypad that you can put on your door next to it for guests or even for yourself, like if I lock myself out, where you can key in a, put in a key and it'll unlock itself as well. So I would say if you have an existing deadbolt and you don't want to go nuts and replace the whole thing, it was like stupid easy to install, and I've been having a lot of fun with it. And it's not outrageously expensive either. So the Wise Lock, the link will be on the website. Um, I would say a successful entry to my smart home cornucopia of products. Cool. All right, guys. Anything else this evening? No. Nope. I, got I think we covered all the the myriad tech news. We couldn't get to all of it. There's so much, but. Ugh. I know, I know. We'll just have to, you know, again, next week is another week. Uh, we will be back then. Uh, I will quickly tease. I know I've said on the last, like, four episodes we're going to do Creed on Up for Debate. Unfortunately, uh, Matt bought a house and moved, so uh, he's been, uh, and I've done the same, more or less. So <laughs> we've been out of commission for a couple weeks. We're really going to try and get back for a new episode this week, so check that out at upfordebate.tv. Uh but in the meantime, this show, Don't Panic.io, of course, we talked about at the beginning of the show, our fantastic website. Definitely check it out. All the episodes are there, the audio, the video, the pics, of course. You can search them. You can click them. You can have a lot of fun. Um, buy some of our cool products there, et cetera. You know what? That's Colby. Really, that's maybe our next thing is we got to do like mugs and T-shirts and stuff. We got to do the store. Yeah. I do Definitely. I do have the very limited edition, as in there's one ever made, Don't Panic T-shirt. I really should get more of those. made. I should give you guys a T-shirt. That would be nice. Um, because I, I mean, love I, mine. Yeah, I love the mugs. Like, I use the mugs all the time. I don't even know where they are right now, but they're good mugs. Yeah. Um, and this and the magnets. The mag. I I've the bought magnets, so much just dumb shit. 
I've got stickers. If anyone wants stickers, email us. I've I still got a bunch of stickers left over. The magnets are all the magnets. I've got a couple game nights coasters for some reason. And I, and I, and I think I have one or two up for debate tote bags. So if anyone wants some free stuff. Oh yeah. The, the don't panic tote is my best tote. That it's remains a, my, to this day, it's a great remains tote. my best tote. Yeah, man. I'll put our logo on anything. <laughs> We're that famous. Uh, and of course, uh, we do the show uh, Monday nights, as I mentioned, live. You can join us on Facebook. And of course, subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts, the audio, the video on YouTube as well. Uh, and of course, contact us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter. Email us don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. That's going to wrap it up for us this week, but don't worry. We will be back next week uh, with more great text news. But on behalf of Colby and Dan, we're going to end it here. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time for another Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.